We just don't really have an intro. Um, no. Do you, any good news lately? Any, did you hear anything? <laughs> um, gee, I don't know. Um, uh, oh, wow, you actually don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. Um, I thought I was throwing. To... <laughs> okay, all right. My, no, no. That's my bad. No. That's my bad. Uh, I'm excited to hear that uh, a bunch of movies are all canceled. You're excited about that? Hey, I thought I, I thought you were going to have something. Uh, they're all canceled. They're all getting moved to 2021, mm-hmm. uh, which they probably should have been for a long time. And at some point, and, you know, this is not a political show, so we're not going to talk about what's happening politically right now. <laughs> but if anything, I think uh, we should be vindicated for keeping the show going this long. Yeah, right. <laughs> because... Uh, something's still a problem. Yeah, uh, clearly. But I think the move at some point we'll just call a, a threshold to it. Do you know what I mean? Uh huh. Like if we if we all get an event, this is some this is some people's strategy. Um, it's worked so well so far with two hundred and five thousand dead. But the idea is that if we all get it eventually, then it's just something that's around, mm-hmm. and that doesn't exactly work. I can see in their twisted minds how it, they think it's going to work, but the problem is, is that you don't get it, you don't get permanent immunity to it just mm-hmm. by having it. Right. So you're safe for maybe a little while after, but uh-huh. we don't know after that, and we we won't know until we've gone through this for a couple of years. Right. And so we could, let's say, you have it and you give it to me, and then we separate and you go somewhere else, and we're apart for three months. Uh-huh. And I get it. <laughs> Oh boy, so bad. Later on, we come back together, and I'm carrying it from somebody else, and I give it to you, and you've lost your antibodies because it's been six months now since you had it. Right. And it's just like a slow game of viral tennis. Yeah, pretty much. Like it could bounce around for a while. Definitely. In the populace. Yeah. But at some point, hopefully, we'll get a vaccine, a vaccine, the vaccine, <laughs> and we'll. Um, name for it. And we'll uh, have, you know, enough people will have had it or, or we'll have immunity to it. Um, what I'm saying is that they have, they're going to open the theaters someday. I mean, they've already yeah. opened a lot of things up. Mm-hmm. Um, Some movie theaters are open. And so, you know, in the future, if this happens again, and <laughs> scientists say that it might, yeah. uh, they just shut everything down. Mm-hmm. At this point, we've already just said it's a do-over. 2020 is a mulligan. Yeah. And... I know that there's money involved. I know that there are jobs involved. But, man, the studios just can't get it through their heads. It's not going to happen, guys. I know. They and I'm waiting for Wonder Woman to get moved. On, it's going to. It will. But at some point, let's say maybe the opening of the summer you know, film season for next year, mm-hmm. they're probably just going to punt and just – well, punt means you put it down the road. They're going to go for it on 4th and 4th and 12th. They're going to go for it and just open the theaters and what's going to happen is going to happen. But um, I'm a little we'll anxious see. about it, though, we'll to see. be perfectly honest, yeah. even like looking ahead to next year. Just, I mean, the thing is, right, we just don't know how long. There's literally it's no point. Last. We, we, we misplace no our enthusiasm. We misplace our courage. There's no point in taking a stand and we're going to do it uh-huh. when nobody comes. Right. It's not about you just doing something for yourself. AMC or whatever you need, you need people customers. to buy tickets and popcorn from you, yeah. and that doesn't sound like a good idea to anybody. No, and not so most people. Right tenant now, makes nothing, 
and yep. the entire the people who give you the movies all run off, and then yep. you're just caught holding the bag. Yeah. A lot of hour, a lot of man hours and woman hours, and a lot of electrical bills to pay, and yeah, just shut it down, man. I know it's just not a good time right now. No, I am... it's a it's a terrible time because the government is not supporting people correctly. No, nobody is. We, I get that we weren't prepared for this, but nobody is making themselves prepared for this nobody is adapting to this everybody no. wants it to go back to normal and it's just not going it to for ever right now will though right i mean what is well the world what is normal? the world in general will go back to normal but don't you think that we'll be somewhat changed from this experience what you mean like spiritually i don't know i think... I, I mean like i don't you think we'll approach <laughs> i think this happened in 1918 yeah. And here we are. Yeah. I to know. talk about it. Yeah. I and know. to forget all the lessons yeah. of 100 years ago. That's what I think. So, yeah, at this rate, it looks like every 100 years this is going to happen. So maybe we'll be ready in 2118. I, I don't know. Okay. But people need to just, like, get with the program here. Come on. It's not going anywhere. It's beyond getting with the program. It's not going anywhere. No. No, it's not. And you're welcome, because he got it in Duluth. So uh, let's move on and talk about our films for today. I won the toss. Mm -hmm. So we're going to talk about my film first. My film is a film called Xanadu. I wish it was. No. Because we would have a lot of energy coming in. But we're going to fake the energy that we would have had if we had watched Xanadu right before this and talk about the film that I selected. And that film is William Friedkin's Sorcerer. Yes. From 1977. Mm-hmm. Now, this movie did terrible at the box office. Do you know why? Uh, they didn't know how to market it? They did. Maybe? They definitely did not know how to market it. Uh-huh. It was also produced by two different studios, which yeah. is a long story that isn't really interesting enough for us to talk about. But, uh, okay. you know, Paramount and Universal yeah. um, both um, produced it. And I think both dropped the ball. Maybe thinking the other studio had had the ad campaign down. Okay. And also, it came out just around. It came out, you know, oh, in June around the same Star time. Uh, yeah, a little film called Star Wars. Yeah, that's so. Sucks. Sorry, sorcerer. Yeah, didn't work out <laughs> too good as far as that goes. Uh, um, tell me, tell me, what happens in Sorcerer? Okay, I'm going to skip the beginning part because... It's the most important part, but that's okay. You think it's the most important part? Uh, we'll see. Let's, let's well, find out. Well, fine. Let's um, find out. There, there, we, we see several different vignettes. We follow different pe groups of people in different countries. There's this one guy who uh, is an assassin in South America, kills a guy. Uh, there's another guy who I'm not exactly sure what his entire deal is, but uh, it's in Jerusalem and him and his buddies leave a bomb somewhere and it goes off and uh, he escapes. Uh, and then uh, there's another guy who it works in banking in Paris, France, and uh, made some sort of bad business decision. His partner blows his brains out in a car and he knows he's going to... Um, get uh picked up by the police or he, he's going to be in a lot of trouble if he doesn't run away so he runs away from his wife who he loves of 10 years and just kind of disappears and it happens yeah and then there's another guy who i don't know if they're in a gang or if they're just petty thieves or what but they um they they go to a church and <laughs> 
like steal the money that these priests are racketing. I'm not even entirely sure what's going on, but like this church is run by like some sort of gang member. And they, they, they shoot a guy, but he doesn't die. And they take all of the money and they're in the car and they're arguing with each other. And um, the driver um, knocks into a truck or something like that or swerves. Anyways, the car topples over. They're in this horrible car accident. Um, I'm not entirely sure how many people survive. The driver walks away, but he um, the, the guy whose church they knocked over is looking for him because he thinks that he shot his brother and he's like, oh, I gotta get out of here. So all four of those characters end up in South America where there is this huge, horrible, like, explosion at this oil plant that is not, um, the, the safety precautions, let's just say, are more or less non-existent. Um, a lot of people die. People are really upset about it. There's this huge fire, and they can't get it under control. Uh, and they have to bring, I learned something, you have to bring dynamite to, like, you're going to have to help me with this a little bit. You have to bring dynamite to this oil fire to help put it out somehow there's something in the dynamite no 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 okay it's not you can't like there is a torrential you know rainstorm there is a tropical storm that goes on during the film now wouldn't that put the fire out no this right the oil is you know in a, a pocket or it's in shale in the ground and it's under pressure there's a reason that we say oh you struck oil and it's spraying out everywhere because the oil is is under pressure and so mm-hmm. you when you're pumping it up you're sort of doing it and you know, and, and sort of drawing it up, but once the the wellhead like breaks or explodes, it lights the oil, and it's like when you see that. I'm not ashamed to tell people I have a can of WD-40 on huh. my desk. Yeah. If I lit the end of that and pulled the trigger, it would shoot out. Now, figure God willing, uh, it wouldn't crawl back up into the can. <laughs> it doesn't really do that. The pressure's high enough that it would just be a blowtorch. Right. And that's the same thing with the with the wellhead. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, it'll burn until the pressure goes down, basically. Yeah. And that's an ecological disaster, but it's also, you know, that's a lot of money. That's just money going up in, in smoke. Right. So when you uh, introduce dynamite to it, it blows up like dynamite would. Mm-hmm. And the explosion uh, eats up oxygen and, and so basically blows the, fl- the fire out. And once mm-hmm. the fire has stopped, it, it's not continuous. It will just stop. They'll still have probably a bunch of... Oil. Uh, oil, unless the gotcha. oil, um, right. unless uh, it blocks, uh, the rubble blocks the uh, thing. But yeah. Yeah. So that's what you have to do. Okay. So they, they do, they they do have... they'll still do that today. That's crazy. Um, so they had these crates of dynamite in a different location and, uh, but they went to inspect them and um, it's been there for a while and it hasn't been turned so the nitroglycerin has kind of come loose yeah it's, and uh, uh <laughs> you have to be very careful when moving them the foreman sweating the explosive expert is sweating yeah the dynamite sweating yes yeah everybody's sweating so basically they have to find people who are crazy enough to risk their lives to transport this dynamite to uh the the oil uh plant yeah so they can put this fire out and they basically say we don't want anybody unless you you have to be willing to risk your life like seriously and we'll we're gonna pay you i think it was like something like i can't remember how much money it was um twenty thousand a piece well it was it was it was eight they asked for more at one point so and it was initially eight thousand 
Uh, and I think they call them pesos. It's not said where this is. Yeah, right. Uh, but they say pesos. And the reason that's a, a big number is that you need like 5,000 pesos to, to get the guy to get you a, a passport to get right. you out of town. To get you out of there. And yeah. they all want to leave. Nobody wants to be right. there. Right. And everybody, yeah, because it's, it's hellish. It's miserable. Yeah. Um, but so they uh, they get two sets uh, of two drivers and these really horrible rickety jeeps. And, and guess who it is? It's our it's four, our vignette four guys, guys yeah. which and, is why it was important to tell that at the yeah, beginning. And then it, the whole plot is them getting there yep. and all of the horrible things that they run into along the way. Yeah. Yeah. So extremely terrible. Um, yeah. Yeah. This is a remake of a. Uh, Georges Arnaud film uh, from 1953, a French film called The Wages of Fear. Mm-hmm. That film has a 100% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Sorcerer, our, our boy Sorcerer, yeah, <laughs> does not. No. It's got a 79. Yeah. 68 on Metacritic. And my thing is, who gives Sorcerer a 79 on Metacritic? Right. What'd you think about this film? Um, I liked it, but oh, it was we like... We found our 79. Well, it, it's just like, it's a slow burn, right? Because, uh, well, but there's all these things happening in the beginning. It opens like, with four murders. Yeah, I know. But it's like, how are these connected? And it's not like I'm necessarily searching for a plot, but if, if it's... It, it's a little disjointed at first, but it makes sense later. So, um... I mean, once it gets going, it gets going, and it's very suspenseful. Um, this is an edge of your cedar. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Because you're worried for their lives, like, a lot. Constantly. Yeah. So. And. I mean, overall, I enjoyed it, so. Wow. Whoa. What? You asked what a, me? Yeah, I guess. I, I I don't know what it is. I, maybe it's just i am got freaking glasses on because I, you know, I love William Friedkin, director of... Uh, French Connection, mm-hmm. The Exorcist, mm-hmm. just a you know ton of like well loved, um, well awarded and regarded films. Yep. He definitely has some one hundred percent on the board, but mm-hmm. I really like Sorcerer, and I cannot understand why. I the I don't even. I'm trying to think of like other movies where he does this because he. I, I don't. Does he have a style? I guess he's got a style, but he he is employing here a style that. Is different than just, oh, it's The Exorcist, you know, so people are going to talk and it's going to be scary and and that sort of thing. Yeah, that's The Exorcist, right? Right, yeah. yeah pretty, much. pretty much. That wraps it up. Yeah. <laughs> or it's going to be, uh, it's going to be The French Connection and it's going to be a combination of a couple different sort of uh, techniques, but it's going to be a real, almost documentary-esque kind of look at this, this crime story. But Sorcerer is just... You know, we were laughing about this as we were watching the film. There are, first of all, I don't know where they shot it because we don't do research, but they definitely mm-hmm. shot it somewhere in South America. Mm-hmm. And the things that they set up, like this movie cost, it, it cost more than you'd think. Or maybe not. I don't know. It cost $22 million. That's in 1977 bucks. That's a lot of money. Uh-huh. Star Wars cost like eight, maybe six. I can't mm-hmm. remember. Um and so they spent money on it, but there's just th- things that are done. The, the scope is huge. Yeah. And it, and it goes beyond just the view of mountains or deserts or whatever. 
Um, there's a whole side thing going on in that it isn't like these four guys are the protagonists of this town that they're in. No. They aren't at all. They're just, they just people, characters here. in this town. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, there's this whole story that plays out in the background. There's no English dialogue committed to it about this um, you know, Banana Republic, you know, dictator who is uh, right. running the country. Right. And he has troops everywhere and the people are all riled up. And there's this whole thing where, you know, okay, giant explosion that's at the oil field. That's our inciting incident. But it also has an effect because they bring these bodies back yeah. of the people that these died in this explosion. And they're, they're wrapped in saran wrap, you know, just yeah. to keep the juices in. And the people flip out and like riot and like, yeah, and pull the soldiers out of the truck and grab the guns and they're just going nuts and they burn these trucks down. And it's just, it's, if it was a scene in another movie about people working in a mining town or something like that in the South, it would just be, you know, that'd be like a huge scene, but it's like somebody else's movie almost. Yeah, right. Because our characters aren't involved in that, but yet it serves to heighten the tension and you understand like how important it is and why this American guy that works for, and it's, I don't know if it's like shell oil or if it's a, it's probably, it has stickers on everything. It's got the Eagle, right? So it's probably like a nationalized oil company. So this guy's even working for some Pinochet, you know, or, um, uh, who's the Venezuela guy? I don't know. Uh, you should know. Uh, we almost got in a war with him. Uh, figure, you know, and so you understand like what's on the line. Everybody is is has compromised their principles. Uh, a lot of money is not a lot of money. It's like a thousand bucks is a lot of money. Uh-huh. Everybody's poor. Everybody is is horrible. Everybody's desperate, and they just want to get out of this place. Yeah. And to do that, they're going to drive two rickety trucks yep. over rocky roads. With three cases of nitroglycerin, essentially. Yeah, yeah. uh, In the middle of, like, monsoon season. And I just, like, gimme, that's a movie. Uh Uh-huh. So what's everybody's problem with it? We're not here to we're not we're here to bury sorcerer and not praise it. I I told you what I think it is. People don't like it. I think it's because people don't... So much of the action... Okay, there's inciting incidents, but they're not... You don't understand how they're connected until later, and I think maybe some people might it might they might their attention might wane. dumb people. Just checking. I'm just telling you what I think it is. So there's a scene where uh, <laughs> there's a scene where they uh, they go to the, the the oil the well is exploded, and I think the foreman is like driving to the thing to check out what's going on. And he drives up this path. And I don't know how they did this with pyrotechnics, but he drives up this path. And as we sort of pan up to the oil field, it's the oil field. And this oil well is just a column of fire, like a biblical column Mm -hmm. of fire. It's huge. Uh, And then we cut. (laughs) So it's just like freak. It's like exterior road. A man in a Jeep drives up to an oil field where a gigantic thing. It seems like seven seconds. And it's like, Bill, Bill. We don't have to spend this much money. We can spend whatever we want. Like, yeah, it doesn't right. have to be this much. Right. Or, like, we open on a, you know, a huge desert vista, a tiny little truck, you know, the truck that we've been following this yes. whole movie, drives on a rickety path. And it's like, John, we got to have to get a helicopter or a know, plane right? or something. That's got to cost us 100000 right there. But they didn't spare that. He knew exactly what he wanted to put on screen. So much of the action in this film is told through action. Yes. So we hire these four guys 
And then we just, nobody says a word, nobody says nothing. We go out to the junkyard and we see that we got all these crappy trucks. Mm -hmm. And so these four guys over the course of the next like five minutes have to A-team together two trucks out of the seven broken down trucks that they've got. And it's just like, and we're doing this, we're doing that. We're seeing the determination in their eyes, you know, after we saw Roy Scheider, uh, who is the Irish gang guy look like he's giving up but now he's like back into it right we see and the tension starts building as they it gets r- literally ratcheted up yeah you're just gonna say yeah yeah and write all the time i, I don't let's just let's, let's do your movie nobody what? cares wow. nobody cares about sorcerer and i can't make anybody care about sorcerer and i, I think I, it's great that you love it so much but it wasn't really for me i i don't know what see? else to say you don't like it i said it was fine but i just think it, it wasn't for me I, unbelievable I what? This show's over. I don't understand. Let's do Save the Last Dance so I can shit on that. You'll, I'm, you'll, not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not shitting on this you'll film. You'll feel how I feel. I don't love that film anyways. And and I'm not <laughs> shitting on this so, film. Oh, way to make yourself safe. Whatever. For that. I, 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 <laughs> you didn't like the scene where... The, the visual storytelling, man, where uh, he's, you know, he's sitting in the bar. They're all drinking this, you know, piss beer. And he, he just looks up and he sees a Coke ad. And mm-hmm. it's a woman lying yeah. on a beach, you mm-hmm. know, and he and it's um, it's obviously old. It's from like the, you know, probably the early 60s or something like that. And he looks at the woman's face. He looks at her butt. And it looks at the Coke, the ice cold Coke that she's having. And it's like, right there, we understand how cut off yes. he is, how miserable he is, and all the reasons why. And it's like the Kuleshov effect, you know? Like, we look at the thing, we look at his face. We look at the thing, we look yeah, at his face. Yeah, I know what you're saying. You are immune to good filmmaking. How can you say that when all these wonderful films Because you're not watch... giving me these examples. You're not, you're not also going, oh, yeah, what about the part where... Um... I just told you that this film isn't really for me, and I think you want to take me to task for that, and that's fine, but I, I don't think you can say that I don't have good taste. Right, but... Because I just... just I, this film wasn't for me. Right, but it, saying it's not for me is not a podcast. Saying, I didn't see what you saw, so let's go over the film... And we can figure out, you know, at least we can figure out what you like about it. Maybe we can really pinpoint where it lost me. But I, just saying it's not for me. That's we. Just, I just hit stop and we're done. I I thought it was very suspenseful. No, 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 no. I'm not asking you to list a bunch of things. I'm I'm asking you to, to do what I'm doing. We're 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 going through it. I I I I know that we're going through it. Did I you... understand that. Yeah. Uh, what what? I always love when we. <laughs> Just tell me if you don't want to do a show, and then we won't go live because everybody's no, hearing this. I, 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 do you like the bridge scene? Yeah, yeah. Well, Which one? Both of them. Well, okay, all right. So this is what I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. I just need you to. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to get you to open up about. Where it lost you. Say that you were bored. Say that you... Because all you've given me is you didn't understand where the four guys came from at the beginning. And I'm like, okay, but then now we know where they all came from. Mm -hmm. So that answers that question. Why does that still bother you? It's also another part of what I said before where it's like, why do four different movies? We open Tehran. We're in... It's not Tehran. It was Jerusalem. We open... Paris, we're in Paris. Bill, please, you're killing us. I know. <laughs> with, with the budget. Right. right. That's ambitious. It's it's very ambitious. 
It is. <laughs> you're just wheedling a crazy person. That's I, all you're doing. Yeah. Put the knife down, she says. Not what I'm trying to do. <sighs> um, maybe maybe people don't like sorcerer because people like sorcerer are assholes. Maybe. Um. Uh, well, strategically launched eyes. fart. Um. Wow. Uh. I, I liked how long it took them to, to clear the tree because, like, it's, like, it seems, like, realistic. Like, it took them, like, almost a whole day. Um, and they really made you feel that. Um, and then... I liked when they they go through the whole thing because they've got one... I don't know how he knows how to make string bombs, but, like, I guess he's a bomb maker, right? Right. So they go through the whole thing and they're going to use... A whole box of dynamite. I guess it's a big yeah, tree. Yeah. Uh, and he sets the whole thing up. And he gets... There's a part where he he sets the, the d- dynamite up on the strike plate on top of the tree. And the, the drop, you know, the dropping rock, the trigger is set. Yeah. And he goes through all that work. And then he just sort of sits and he kind of puts his... He looks at it and he kind of puts his head down like, this is the dumbest idea anybody's ever had. What yeah, are we doing? Right. <laughs> but they don't have a choice. No, I know. And I also like, like, he, yeah, he's a bomb maker, so I guess it makes sense that he's the one who's setting it off. But he also, like, severely injured his leg earlier. So, like, he's the one who has to run away from it, like, as yeah. it's going off. So, yeah. it's like, this is not really a smart idea. Um, I also like, so, that was kind of, like, what they they foresaw as, that was the biggest setback for them up to that point, right? Was this huge tree that was blocking their path. And, um... So they get through that, and then we we see the the bomb guy who is a guy from Jerusalem, and then the the guy uh, from who's French who's from Paris. Yeah. And the French guy is driving, and he's talking about his wife, showing him his watch, and he's like, you know, this is she gave me that the last day I saw her, and like, you know, he's just kind of they're real casual, like, and um, he's just driving, and it doesn't seem like they're in any sort of danger, and all of a sudden, the tire goes out and like there's like an explosion and like the car like rolls and like they're they're dead they're just gone yeah well you got two trucks full of dynamite you gotta you gotta pay it off somehow i know but it was like it was i think it was good though because it's like you you they they, the way that they did it they did it in a way that you weren't anticipating yeah you know it's like the bus it's like the first bus that blows up in speed but whereas the first bus that blows up in speed, you think conventional wisdom is blow that bus up. Then we know that there is threat and Keanu gets on the bus and we don't want it to blow up. But Keanu's on the bus. We know it's not going to blow up. Yeah, I know. You know what I mean? We have to mm-hmm. carry that sort of residual threat with us. Whereas this is, we're told from the start how bad this is. And all the hijinks aren't dynamite related, but there are hijinks that ratchet the tension up, 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 up and up. Yes. Until we finally get through what has been their biggest thing to date, like you said. And then it's like, well, I don't think we... Exactly. Yeah, that they're... was it exactly. Yeah. And I think that that was done really well. But this movie's not good, though. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I had you talking. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I take it back. <laughs> I just... All, all, I, all I'm saying is I recognize that this this is good film work and, and everything. I just didn't really like it that much. And I don't really know... <laughs> That's okay to not know why. You like the Tangerine Dream soundtrack. The, the Tangerine Dream soundtrack? Yeah, you kept hearing like, so the, first, oh. of, first of all, I'll say that the soundtrack's very minimal in this. And yeah. there's a lot of uh, diegetic music. There's a lot of um, sounds just in the scene that are sort of rhythmic or kind of drive things along. Uh-huh. Um, 
But uh, but yeah, but whatever you heard, like bound, that was Tangerine Dream. Okay, because I swear we've heard that in something else, like another film that we've watched within the last couple of weeks. I just can't put my finger on what that is. Possibly. I mean, they did like legend. No, uh, it's not legend. Well, anyway, they've done, they did a lot ago, of movies but... in the 80s. Yeah, okay. Uh, they were Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. No, that was Evangelist. Sorry. Um, okay. So anyway, uh, yeah. Um, so after all that, I will say um, that... The pacing is is weird. Okay. Well, not the pacing so much as I don't know if they ran, again. Don't know the story of the film. Can't wait to look into it after we're done recording this. But <laughs> maybe they ran out of money or something because it did. Hmm. We, we have this huge, um, ambitious opening. Yeah. Then it then it slows way down, and I, it should. Mm-hmm. And then it starts to build, 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 and then the truck blows up. And there's only like 15 minutes left in the movie. Yeah, yeah Like yeah. they almost immediately overcome the uh, the rebels problem. Yeah. Um, the one guy gets shot. Then yeah. you have the great sequence. I call it the nightmare sequence when yeah. he's driving through like the salt flats and he's yeah, yeah, yeah. hallucinating. And then he carries the thing to the thing and that's over, but it's not over because... we have the kind we, of denouement kind right. of thing. Yeah. Uh, do you think that these guys are cursed or they're just getting what they deserve? The wages. Um, I guess I hadn't thought about that before, but that's an interesting question. Um, maybe they're cursed. I mean, they're not. None of them are really "quote unquote" good guys. No, right? No, no. They so are, maybe it, it, maybe it's karmic. Maybe it's not that they're cursed. Yeah. Maybe it's it's karma. Freakin' said as, has said as much. Okay. Um, I never got. It makes sense, I guess, but I never picked up that the the German guy that was supposed to go with them was like a Nazi. Oh, did we, we saw his like name badge. Was there anything on that that would have, maybe it was in his effects. Like when we, you know, when, um, what's his name goes, uh, Amadou goes looking for him. Yeah. uh, Cause we see some of his effects. I just don't, I can't remember. But yeah. So there was something in there. I didn't get that. So that, I, I, yeah. Is that why the assassin guy killed him? No, no. He killed him because he, he wanted to go along, but I'm just saying even he was, a, yeah. a person with bad in his past. It's like this. Yeah. It's like this town. It's hell. They're in hell, basically. And they're yeah. And it, things are just um, not going to work out for them. No. Did you see the similarities between this and uh, uh, Hell Dorado or uh, the Rundown? Oh, the Rundown. Yeah, I guess I can see that. <laughs> no monkeys in this. Well, one. Was a diamond mine. Uh, yeah. This is an oil oil. Uh, yeah. Field, but yeah. No uh, Rosario Dawson like character. No, okay. Count, I mean, I didn't mean. That. I mean, unless you count the the lady <laughs> the, the who lady. works at the bar, <laughs> like Rosario yeah. Dawson did. He's huh? like, do you want some nuts? Huh? Oh, yeah. these are Brazil nuts. Right. Oh, we just call them nuts. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay, you're free. Yeah, but somebody's outside from Chicago wants to talk to you. Oh my goodness. Let's cool. talk about your film. Yes, um, my film uh, was uh, The Fly. Yeah. Yes. The Fly. Cronenberg film. Really, Cronenberg did. Uh, yes, uh, starring Jeff Goldblum and Gina Davis. For people who like The Fly, <laughs> yeah, it would help contribute to 1986 being the best year for movies ever. In the ongoing argument between oh, which, 82, 82, 84, and, 80. and 86. Okay, all right, sure. No, it's 1980. It's 1985. Well, in your your movie opinion, which which is no, 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 we're not doing that. Oh, we don't have time okay. for that. All right. <laughs> 
Plus, I don't play favorites. Uh, yeah, so it came out in 1986. Here's what happens in The Fly. Seth Brundle is a scientist. Mm-hmm. Although I will note that the movie goes out of its way to explain that he is... We never find out what his degree is in, if he has one, or where he went no. to school. Mm-mm. But he is putting things together. He is a conceptual guy. Yes. He didn't design... He didn't build the parts. Yeah, right, exactly. Um, he asks... He knows other people who build things for him. Yeah, he so gave them more, the specs. It's like an Elon Musk thing. Oh. You know? Huh. I mean, I Elon Musk like is, is well-educated, but he is not really a scientist. Right. And until you show me where Seth got his degree from, I'm just going to call him Elon Musk. Ish. Elon Fly. Elon. Elon Musk. Mush. Mush. I don't because he's so slimy and gross. I don't know. I was trying to. You've been on a roll recently. Yeah. You got to bring this. <laughs> you got to put it front and center. This is radio. Okay. Nobody's going to ask you for your. All right. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, Elon Mush. Okay. God damn, that's good. Uh... <laughs> Elon Musk meets Ronnie, Ronnie yeah. Quaif, who is, uh, all the names in this are weird, Yeah, uh, who is a journalist. Ronnie uh, is short for Veronica, but yeah. Yeah. He's a journalist. They meet at a party. Um, he takes her home. He shows her his teleportation machine. He's invented yeah. a teleportation machine where you put things in one pod, comes out the other. I yes. don't know. Again, how did he machine these pods? I guess he just... He got a guy to do it. Maybe he ex- designed it. He's the design he, guy. he uh, experimented on some smaller objects. It's just or... the movie does so much with like the idea of genius and like the mad scientist. And this guy is barely a scientist. I think that's interesting. I don't it know if it does. I don't know if it means anything, though. Yeah, yeah. And he is going to work on this. Uh, the two of them are clearly attracted to each other and sort of start a relationship. And they have a deal where he's going to keep working on it. She is going to document the work for yes. a future article or book or, or something yeah. like that. Um, one night they have a, a success. They transport a, um, a baboon uh, yes. successfully, uh, which disappears from the film, even though uh, it's a big, big star, big star. <laughs> Maybe he had other work to do. Uh, Clint yeah. Eastwood uh, was on the, on the line. Right. Uh, and so he um, sort of drunkenly decides to test it on himself. Uh, he gets in the pod. Uh, it works, but he finds out there was a fly in the pod with him. Yes. Probably going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, not so much. No. He begins to change in behavior and in body until becoming the titular fly. Yes. Did you know hmm. this was produced by Brooks Films? I have no idea what that means. Who, who's Brooks Films? Brooks Films. Think of your secretary. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, Mel Brooks. What? Yes. No, I would not have guessed that. Mel Brooks quietly. That is so funny. Produced a lot of, uh, sort of, along with his own films, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of interesting films. Uh, he paid for The Elephant really? Man. Really? And kept his name out of it because he didn't want people to think of The Elephant Man as like, funny work 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah know, right yeah um and also this as well and some other stuff interesting solar babies don't worry about it whoa um hmm. so yeah um that's what happens in the film yes that is what happens film. in the film it is my film um i wanted to see this because um well i because i've heard of it and i heard it was good and uh jeff goldblum and then also um you know, I, John I, Getz, I understand. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I wanted. I mean, he was fine. Uh, I wanted was to see. He? he was okay. I felt like he was in a different movie. 
Kind of. Because like, you've totally. got Jeff Goldblum who is just going to do Jeff Goldblum. the Goldblum. Yeah. And maybe they certainly, he's already, it's good casting, he's already got kind of bug eyes. And I feel like the movie and Cronenberg were making the best out of that that they could. You Probably, know what I mean? He's yeah. kind of fly-like before he becomes a fly. So you got him doing that. You've got Gina Davis who at this point is still... Still growing into her talent. You know, mm-hmm. the accidental tourist wouldn't be for a while. Um, she just, you know, her first appearance is in Tootsie as a girl in underwear. You know, yeah, so right. will definitely become a, a great actress, but is still kind of getting there. Mm-hmm. And then you got John Getz, who's like, this This is also, it's a night of remakes, because this is a remake of Vincent Price's The Fly from 1958. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. And so he's like in a Hammer Horror movie or something? I don't mm. think, I can't remember if I've seen him in anything else, but he's like way over the top with yeah, what he's doing. Yeah, right, right. But, I mean, I guess another reason why I wanted to see it is because I want to see more... Um, uh, sci-fi films that, like, you know were, you know, uh, made before I was able to see them, if that makes sense. Sure. I don't want to say classic because I don't want to think of 1986 as classic. Um, <laughs> but, but you know, uh, and so I think that fit, this fits into this. And, of course, Cronenberg, so it's very gross out. and It's kind of restrained for, for Cronenberg. You think? Well, um, Videodrome was, what, 82, 83? Uh-huh. And uh, that was, uh, you know... Say hello to the new flesh in that one. I mean, <laughs> he's focused. He maybe loves flesh, doesn't he? Comparatively, yeah, yeah. And he he likes slimy stuff too. Like, and he does like Elon Musk. Yes, I mean, and his body horror stuff. Like, you know, you see body horror stuff in a lot of quote unquote horror movies, and maybe you would consider this to be a horror film, um, not just a sci fi film. But but I don't know. There's something about the way that he does body horror that just gets under your skin and makes you cringe and want to look away and that's probably the exact reaction that he wants i thought they had but but you know my this movie is it's not for me okay fine (laughs) sorry save the last dance save the last dance no i i I like this i I like that i understand why it is um it 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 forms a, a a node on the sort of genre film continuum um but people don't talk about it a lot now mm-hmm. and it's not like a super great movie I and, guess, I, and yeah. I think it's weird that in a movie where a man literally transforms into a fly yep. and all of his shit falls off mm-hmm. they had to like jam body horror in in other ways Maybe they didn't have the budget. It was only like $10 million budget. Mm-hmm. But like he goes and he, he arm wrestles the guy and he gives him yep. like a compound fracture. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, yeah, but like his dick could fall off or something. There's all kinds of body horror stuff that you could do. Mm-hmm. But you have to like, or he barfs on the uh, John Getz's hand and, and it, it melts like yeah. a Yankee candle. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, this is good. But again, like you have a main character who is literally transforming into something else. You you could have had all kinds of gross and weird scenes. And we only get like a couple scenes and he progresses to fly like pretty fast. He does. They, they go through the sort of middle part of the movie where it's like we can save money. It's just Jeff Goldblum with a thing on his face and he's just going to be sweaty and just be, you know, weird. Um, Some of the worst stuff, in, in my opinion, and wasn't even super 
it wasn't really bloody, but was he he loses some fingernails, and and then like liquid gushes out of or squirts out of his fingers, and 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 you know that's like really early on. So I think that they wanted to like really make that gross. And then, of course, when he actually does transform into a fly, it's just pure gross out, like <laughs> like flesh just. I I don't even want to say disintegrating, just like what what would you even say? Like it, it like it looks like somebody like like you're taking a, a carrot and you're peeling it off, like it's just like <laughs> skin just peeling off of him. Yeah, you know, and oh, it's so gross. He um the the uh, guy that did the special effects uh, was a guy named Chris Wallace. And he, um, as far as I know, he's still around. Uh, mm-hmm. He didn't like work like a whole lot after uh, after the eighties. Oh, that's too bad. Um, yeah, because these are good effects. I think they're really but, good effects. But it's interesting to note that he worked on Raiders, Raiders of the Lost Ark, and he did the scene where the Nazis <gasps> the Nazis melt. Oh my gosh! And so it's like, oh, okay, well, uh, okay, well, I see. If we're I can the do beginning of that. a whole guy's head, I can do a hand. Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah. Right, right, right. Get the hair dryer. Let's do right, this. Right, exactly. Um, who's got bigger hair? Gina Davis or, <laughs> or Jeff Goldblum? Gina Davis. It's the Come 80s. On. It's Come the on. 80s. He does have very long there's hair so though, many, for Jeff Goldblum. There's so many scenes, you know, where they're they're clearly, you know, they're making the most of it. They're framing her up, you know, and making her look, you know, angelic and beautiful. But there's just like this giant hair this black halo around her like this this cloud that's just the style i it's it is just a style it's like teased you know super teased 80s hair you know it's nobody wears a hair like that anymore yeah if you think about something like a video drum which i've been told is understandable but i find um impenetrable but yeah but enticingly impenetrable Mm -hmm. you you put a vhs tape in your stomach why not uh, do you know what I mean? It's yeah. about the something like I always think like David Lynch knows exactly what's going on in his films, and you, you go, well, "Can you explain it?" No, like he won't explain it. Yeah, I don't know if Cronenberg knows what's going on in his films. I think he is kind of like yeah. us. I think he's an observer of himself, and he's <laughs> like, "What would be crazy right here?" Oh, he rolls over on a microchip, and a microchip getting stuck in him kind of represents. Like the f- coming fusion of flesh and technology, and yeah, well, that's a very early plan. Is that true? <laughs> is that a thing? It's almost like he's jamming in it. Oh yeah, uh, sh- flesh and technology. Uh, j- he rolls on a microchip. Yeah, like, it, that's did, it? That, that did kind of seem like it's kind of out of nowhere. Jammed in there. Well, and jammed he was, into his yeah, back. and he, and he was like, oh, I was wondering where that went. And then how do it's we? It's in your bed. Well, what? we'll we'll justify it with uh, Gina Davis for some reason being like, oh, old ladies love kids. Love babies because the flesh drives you crazy. Like what? I was like, I was like, (laughs) what? I got nothing. That was so weird. It was such a weird line. Let's blow up a monkey, and that's fine. Where's he getting these monkeys? That's what I want to know. And they're not even like. First of all, if you're doing laboratory scientific experiments, I don't think you would start with a monkey. Period. Yeah. But but these are like bamboos, like. Like they're they're not even like monkey monkeys. Like they're they're bigger animals, probably more exotic, probably more expensive, probably more endangered. So why are you using them for your experiments? <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. The the bamboon actor, like you said, very talented. Uh, they had him, <laughs> you know, trained to like jump up into Jeff Goldblum's arms and like hug him and like you know and like he's. 
Aren't those like aggressive? Aren't baboons really aggressive? I don't aren't they? know. I thought maybe this one yeah, didn't seem yeah, to be. Yeah, I tried to so, uh, uh, tear my genitals off. Yeah, yeah I know, right? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. I told him. Yeah. I, I did enjoy the scene where uh, Jeff Goldblum is freaking out and drinking a lot of alcohol and he's talking to the baboon who's just sitting in the chair. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> that was very entertaining. Yeah. And there's a, a good fly acting, too, because the fly is somehow they get this fly to buzz around the baboon. Yes. And I don't know what how baboons deal with flies. Probably like humans are just annoying. And the baboons are like, get out of here. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's like kind swatting of at it. I know. Well, that was great, too. <laughs> Yeah, this movie is just like it's like science. What if what if baboons but scary? Yeah. It's like a black mirror where it doesn't really dive into what it's examining mm-hmm. because there is an implication here that's almost a text that the first the pod it's like the Star Trek transporter. The pod destroys you and then makes Maybe another materializes you. you or something. And Brindle talks about this, but it, he's he only talks about it really in well he has this theory that going through the computer and having the computer remake you like purifies you like the computer like doesn't replicate the yeah. the bad things in you or whatever so now but really what he's just experiencing mania because he's been his brain is dying but well when they, before they they successfully do the bamboon um he he puts a piece of steak in there and then he cooks the the uh, steak that's been transported and, and then the, the one that has it and he has Gina Davis taste them and she's like oh this is something was wrong with the one that's transported it doesn't taste right she says it sounds it tastes synthetic yes and I'm like well what is what is a synthetic ta- yeah, steak I'm, taste yeah I'm like? not sure what she means like chemical or is it crunchy or what <laughs> yeah right like is it the texture is it oh the is it like those little steaks that you get in preschool that come with the um, the oh. kitchen set yeah and maybe. you'd always bite them and they got a little Valve in them like a squeaky toy. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I, somehow I doubt that, but um, maybe. Uh. Kids just have steak apps now. They never had uh, rubber food like we did. Uh, I, yeah, that reminds me when I was a little kid. I was playing with stuff, and I was showing my mom, and I was like, "Look, mom, real fake food." <laughs> Great stuff. Yeah. Um. So yeah, don't science drunk, but. I just yeah. felt like they, they were never really worried about the – and the justification for why he wants to create a teleportation partition. That was kind of Because he gets car sick. He doesn't like transportation. Did he we, said he got sick on a tricycle. Did we need that? No. Was that I ever going to come back? I don't back? think we need that, <laughs> honestly. Um, I guess a couple of things I want to mention – uh, so her boss, her editor or whatever, who does become important later on in the film, but it's, it's just weird and kind of gross, right? So they used to date, and, like, he still has a key to her place, so, like, he lets himself in and, like, takes a shower, Power and then move. he's and then he's always, like, trying to not necessarily get back with her, but, like, have sex with her, and it's just weird and gross, and, like, she tells him it's weird and gross, yet she doesn't, like, leave when he right. says those things so normally it's like, yeah what they didn't try they didn't or cronenberg because um he uh he wrote the script no he didn't write the script actually i'm, I'm wrong about that I'm oh, sure, okay i'm sure he contributed to it but um yeah normally you would soften that guy a little bit that guy would be the dennis miller character mm-hmm. in a late 80s early 90s movie uh-huh. he'd be the friend and he'd right. be like, yeah, I kind of want to like have sex with you, you know, but she's got a thing for the dangerous main character, or right. the other guy. Right. And then, yeah, he would die or get hurt like this guy does in this movie. Right. They didn't try to like 
hey, you know, we can we can just do it. No, he's like taking showers in her place. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, you want to you wanna bone me still. I think you gave me that key. You didn't ask for the key back because secretly you want to. Yeah. <laughs> and like, he's like following her and like stalking her and kind of like veiling, veil, not even veiling. Right, threat. but he's still alive at the end. Yeah. I don't know if he's in the sequel or not, but like he's alive at the end. This would be the guy that like. You, I didn't know there was a sequel. Br- There's a couple. Oh boy. Fly should punch through this guy's like torso, right? And rip his heart out. Yeah, right. But uh, he'll presumably recover. And so think she ends up with that guy? She might. I don't know. I was kind of thinking maybe that might happen. I actually thought that because, you know, he was thinking towards the end that if he formed with an, a, another person or a couple other people, which I was like, oh, God, this is great. We're going to see that. Now. Well, so that's some, they, so that's dropped in late third act. Yeah. I've got a third pod. Yeah. And I guess what I want to do is if I merge myself with another human being, maybe I'll be more human than fly. The, yeah. But the fly is still going to be there. I, I know. So I thought when, um, her ex showed up at Brundle's place, I thought that's what's going to happen. Like oh, he, he's, gonna, he's got a shotgun, but the, he's going to merge with a beard. Yeah. Right. That's what I thought was going to happen. And then he just like acids his hand and his foot and you know, doesn't try to merge with him wants to merge with gina davis who's pregnant with his baby who she's like freaked out that like she's gonna have a fly baby so she's like i want an abortion (laughs) which um brave yeah 1986 i know right um the fly said pro-choice yeah women's rights yeah well the (laughs) the movie might have um i think brundle definitely wanted it um the other thing that's really weird is um, he... The succession of long coats that Gina Davis wears in the second half yeah, of the film. Well, she that... walks in, it's another long coat. But he like wants her to do the transportation thing because he thinks that it makes him stronger and better. And he does like all these acrobatic things. Yeah, he's got fly acrobat powers. Which is like, what? And she doesn't... She thinks it's a little weird, but she's like, I don't want to do the transportation thing. It... I'm going to leave. She seems a little horned up by it. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> She's like, whoa, he's a scientist, and he talks a mile a minute, and he can do yeah, right. uh, an, an Arabian. <laughs> yeah, right. But he's like, well, if you're not going to do it, then I'm going to go find somebody who will. And he literally walks into a bar, and like the first woman he meets, he's like, ah, it's going to be her. And like takes her home, and like shows, he transports again. Right. Which... I mean, no fly this time, but probably... No, there's a beetle in there. Yeah, right. (laughs) I mean, probably not helping, right? And then, like... I don't don't... know. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Because the movie... Because this is a sci-fi movie, and it doesn't bother to to sigh its own sigh. But, like... Like, I don't even know how many hours go by. And then, like, it's, like, later, maybe the next day. And he's like, you need to do it. It's your turn. It's like... Here's a a script I thought that was the point. Here's a script note. Do it. Yeah. Well, do it. Yeah. Are we not going to... He's already a fly man. Are we not going to sympathize with him if he, um, through his actions or through his direct actions, gets somebody killed? In any other, other movie, the, the hero is changing into, stop me before I kill again. Yeah. I'm... I'm. Uh, it's American Werewolf in London, you know? Help mm-hmm. me, Jenny Agutter. You're my only hope. Yeah. Uh, but instead, yeah, they just, like, he does it, and then I guess they they do it. And then he's like, all right, now do it. Why I not know. make her do it? That's what I thought. But something is wrong and she disintegrates or, or just, you know, right. do anything. 
that's what I thought. And then like something would be wrong with her and then she maybe she would die or like right. he would but feel that bad never gets, about it. Like the baboon, she disappears from the film. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I don't know. I think there are good parts of this film, but like I think what you're kind of saying and I, I don't know, I agree with you. It just doesn't, it, it puts certain things in there and then doesn't follow up on them. You know, like, like, oh, well, I'm going to find somebody who will be, like, a, a superhuman with me or what. I don't remember what he says exactly in the film. But, like, you know, if you're not going to and, um, you I'm know. I'm going to go in with the monkey. Right. Oh, geez. Hey, they're um, very similar to us genetically. Yeah, it's true. Um, uh, do you think, now, it, it it's hard to tell because it's all in black and white and it's, it's very cheaply made, but. Um, you know about Tetsuo the Iron Man, right? I don't know that I do. It's a Japanese film. Yeah, okay, could tell from the name. Uh, made by a cult film director named okay. um, something Tsukamoto. Mm-hmm. And it's about a guy who basically, you know, it, there. I don't think it's ever explained necessarily, but he gets like metal in him. Like he gets... Mm. And he starts to become, it takes him over and it starts to become, now that guy is clearly a fan of David Cronenberg, right? What do you think Cronenberg thinks of, he must have seen Tetsuo the Iron Man. Yeah, right. Probably. Yeah. Was he like, wow, that's, it's amazing. Such an interesting, or was he like, the double, the over, the over under, Uh, get off my lawn. I I bet it's the first one (laughs) because I think if it was the second one, we would have heard about it. (laughs) Don't you think? Like, it reminds me of, um, God, this is going to be, I I can't think of it right now. Um, Carpenter, like, like John Carpenter, like he's okay with like some things, like some homages and other things. He's like, get off my line. I'm not going to remember what it is exactly. What was the film that he was like, uh uh-uh, too close? Lock up. Yeah. 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 And it was too close to which film again? Escape from New York. Escape from New York. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's what it is. And uh, what's his name? Terrible with names um, right now. Uh, the Kojima Japanese Kojima-san uh, does, you know, uh, an homage to Escape from New York. <laughs> no, he does. He does five games in yeah, an yeah. entire media franchise. Yes. Based and it's on, basically call me Snake. It's basically the same exact character, yeah. right? and and he's like, yeah, fine. I like playing the games. I know, right? Keep keep bringing them out. I would not be surprised if that Here's was the case. Sixty bucks is a new one out. Yeah, right. Yeah. So yeah, I think he probably is totally cool with it. So yeah. And was, in the end, he does like the fly gets merged with. Metal with technology. Yes, yes. like so part they're even, of the transporter pod. I think pod. the Tetsuo guy like walked out of the fly and was like, not a fly. What about? <laughs> and then made his movie. Sure. I, I don't see why not. Um, I mean, people influence each other all the time. So <laughs> What? You're influencing me to quit this show. Hey, stop. Just kidding. Um... Anything else? There's a couple sequels. Um, there was a Fly 2. How, how do they do sequels? In the early 90s. Um, so the child was... Nobody comes back. Uh, Jeff Goldblum is in like archival footage, but nobody comes back. Mm-hmm. Uh, but his his kid is... Oh, she does not get the abortion. No, she does not. Uh-huh. Uh, and the kid is born. And because of genetic stuff, he's five, but he looks like Eric's, Eric Stoltz. And, uh, and I think that... 
I think it was written by Frank Darabont, or at least he did a like a like a pass on it. I don't know who that is. <sighs> uh, the you know, yeah, you do, don't you? No, not by name. The um, what's the man? I'm dying. My, speaking of brains dying. I can't remember. Hey, names. you're you're smart. You, your brain's not dying. I don't Get know. in this pod. Oh, Get in this geez. pod with me. Yeah, right. Right. Our brains will merge. No, like the Shawshank Redemption and uh, okay, other stuff. Okay. All right. Big reaction there. What? There's a movie show. We're movie fans. Yes. <laughs> Continue with your story. There is no story. Oh, okay. It's just you know, and then the kid is all weird. The fly. And... Yeah. Okay. This is like uh, Goldblum's good in this, but. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's done a lot of makeup acting other than this, has he? Maybe. Maybe he did it once. He's like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, never again. I feel like Eric Stoltz has had done his share of makeup acting. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a couple couple big ones I can think of. Reminds me of um, Andy Robinson or Andrew Robinson, like, talking about. Um, yes. Um, yeah. The, uh, oh, gosh. Why Hellraiser? Can't... Yes, thank okay, you. Okay, so your brain, don't you don't have to get in the pod with me. Yeah, okay, great. Yeah, talking about Hellraiser and the makeup for that and how, like, he he get, felt claustrophobic. That was Garrick. Then... Oh, okay. Well, all right. No, Hellraiser is the movie where up. it's like, oh, great, I can just play kind of a, a dopey yeah. character. That's all fun. Oh, you're going to put fish hooks in my face? Great. Yeah, great. okay, right. Yeah. But, yeah, and then he did Garrick, so... But he got more used to the, the makeup and they got it down, so, but... Yeah. Great story. <laughs> would you recommend? <laughs> Sorry. The Fly? Yes. Yes, I would. I think it's um You said uh, you said sorry. Iconic... You said sorry like David Cronenberg would say sorry. Oh, okay. I think it's a um um an iconic film. Yeah, but like a lot of iconic films, I wish it was kind of better than it was. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. Um <sighs> The Sorcerer might be a better film. But I think you mean I, sorcerer, sorcerer, a yes. singular sorcerer. Yeah, sorry, sorcerer. Might yeah, we be know you wouldn't recommend that. So I didn't say that. Okay, that's it. We wow. gotta go. Just cut me off. That's the end. Wow.